Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. Looking back at 25 years of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation is going to be something that uh, we are going to be touching base on during our Philanthropy Today podcast. And our guest today is Karen McCola, who has been in just about every community (laughs) effort ever in, in the city of Manhattan. Karen, delight to have you here on nice our, to on be our show. here. Won some, lost some. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes, both of us can say that. <laughs> we both can say that. Yeah. But uh, you know, you have had such a you know, I and and I'm going to use the word historic because I really you have been an impactful figure here, uh, serving on both. There are not too many people that have served on both city and county commissions, and you've done so for multiple terms. And uh, you've been involved in so many volunteer efforts, and I know that your heart is here in Manhattan, Kansas. Absolutely. And um, I just, I really admire the people who are doing the real slug work, the the people that, that provide the dinners, you know, at their churches, mm-hmm. or just, there are so many people in Manhattan. And one thing I think is very important to have a sense of civic responsibility and civic ownership. And I think that happens when you get people to volunteer for things. So often it's uh, people, you know, they say Manhattan's population turns over every- Every three years. Yeah, so, Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of people from the fort and of course they have their own duties there. But I think if you can get people involved in things, even just slightly involved, they feel more a part of the community and they're just ready to go that extra step. I think with a lot of young people in the community, whether they be here with the military or, you know, students or recent graduates Mm -hmm. at K-State, this is really kind of a great training ground for them to understand community service and and volunteerism. Mm -hmm. And and I think that this is something that, uh, you know, I, I, I can almost say that, you know, I feel like Manhattan's a bit of an incubator Mm -hmm. for people to look at their philanthropic world down the road because some of them have benefited in the past. Yeah. And I think, you know, that there can be a lot of fun had too. I mean, it's, you get with a bunch of people who have a common goal and they're, it's not a bunch of sad sacks or mm-hmm. anything. It's usually really, really fun, even if it's picking up trash along the Kansas river, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I just think people need to get out and get involved more. Uh, what I hear from younger people a lot is, well, I'm working and I have children. Well, I was working and I had children and my children were probably pleased that I didn't spend all my time with them. But uh, I just think you have to carve out a little time for something that makes you feel rewarded. Well, and I think also it's it's a it's a pay it forward thing. Mm hmm. You know, and paying back. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been involved in so many different things, and 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 I'm not saying that just about you and me, but, but mm-hmm. collectively as a community. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about all the different organizations, all the different nonprofits. There are so many efforts that are established for the betterment mm-hmm. of the community, and uh, you know, it's just like you know, you talk about you know, yes, I've got me and my children, but mm-hmm. what a better way to ingrain volunteerism and sense of community with your children 
than to include them in some of these efforts. Yeah, and think about all the fun we had with the sesquicentennial. Oh, you would have to bring that up. <laughs> First, we learned to pronounce it. <laughs> yes, I can spell it. I used to be able to spell it backwards. <laughs> oh, gosh. And the balloons. Uh-huh. and um, But we had so much community input for yeah. that. And I remember the Dylan's provided cake for that one act, yeah. activity, and I... I had still had cake in my freezer <laughs> a year later. That they gave so us much so fun. much. And we passed out a ton, but yeah. it was just, you know, it was fun. And it brought different people with different interests together. And I think that's good, too. Absolutely. Well, you know, there is a there is a stronger sense of community here than there has been in a lot of years past. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, I, I like to think about, you know, the last 25 years, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back to the beginning of that, Karen, and 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 you're a founder. So so tell us a little bit about how you got started in this effort. Well, Tom Fryer was my neighbor across. Tom the- comes up in all these conversations. <laughs> he was also my treasurer once yeah. when I ran. Uh-huh. He's a dear, dear friend who will do a lot for you. And Tom and Angie lived across the street and we were just really good friends mm-hmm. forever. And he pointed out one thing that I thought was very interesting was that um this transfer of wealth that um, a lot of people were aging. Kansas's demographics are, are such that, you know, and the money that they would leave to something positive or something that was necessary was kind of going out of state. And at the same time, my job, my real job, um, was as development officer, in, the inside person for Hale Library. Mm. And one of my very generous donors was setting up a foundation in Kansas City to to um, be awarded to things in Manhattan, but it just seems so sad that that those millions were going, you know, not to be ha- to hand it out by us and not to be um, rewarding the people who invest the money and that kind of thing here locally. So um, I'll tell you that ten thousand dollars was a stretch for me and John. Yeah, <laughs> um, we are not, you know. <laughs> Wealthy, but but the things that I believe in, I think you need to find the money for. And I just thought it was such a good endeavor to set up our own community foundation. And of course, look where it's gone. It's it's really very rewarding. So, what was it like with this organization? How did you get involved? Besides Tom, he says, "Karen, I want you in." <laughs> well, I got invited to a thing at the country club to t- hear. Um, Mark Knockenoffel talk about it and Tom. And um, I just thought I'm willing to help start this and give them the seed money. And since then, John and I have set up our own account. And then we've also set up an account um, for Jan Garten, who is a dear, dear Mm. friend of Mm -hmm. mine. And I didn't want her to be sort of forgotten. Sure. And um, in fact, you know, we are... um, we are donating the bison in front of the Discovery Center, and it's going to say, donated by John and Karen and Kate and Andrew, in honor of Jan Garten, eco-warrior. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, there's, what a, what a neat tribute. Yeah. And yeah. well, you know, what I, I love to, when you're in some place and, and they have the park benches with names yeah. on them. And um, I, I saw one once, I was in San Diego, and it said, donated in, in honor of Trixie. And I thought, hmm, is Trixie a person or is she a dog? Well, my first dog was Trixie, <laughs> oh, so okay. seriously, seriously. Well, you, you know, I just think it's great to commemorate people 
with more than just a tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and another thing, you know, like, like uh, down in front of the courthouse, we have the bricks for those. Yes, that yes. Uh-huh. I have one you know, for my father. Just, yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and, and I bought a couple for some friends in the past. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, these things are remarkable, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, when you, when you think about all the different things that are happening and how this community, you know, and I know you're a fan of the arts. I love what's going on with all the murals. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the Museum of Art and Light mm-hmm. coming and so many things that are happening with statues. You you spoke of the bison that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, um, put up in front of the Discovery Center. All these things are just really, you know, bringing a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. So over 25 years, <laughs> Greater Manhattan Community Foundation you know, now in the $300 million range of assets. Uh-huh. Does that surprise you? It, it heartens me. I don't know what I thought would come out of it exactly. Mm-hmm. But I was on the board for a few years off and on. And um, the early years were a little dicey. Why? <laughs> oh, Because you needed to have startup money and have, mm-hmm. you know, and before the donation just started coming in and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so it, we absolutely did have to have an executive director and um, funding things, you know, and just, oh, internet, uh, no internet so much, but um, computer mm-hmm. uh, purchases, things like that. Um, but we we managed through and um, didn't really uh, cut into the basic foundation money as much as we might have had to. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that uh, during your time there early on, mm-hmm. on the board, that uh, that you think set great examples for the continuation of the foundation? Oh, gee, I don't know. Um, I I think just the, I really think Mark Knockenoffel should probably be knighted because he has, he Supported. Do we need to have a park bench? <laughs> yeah, we need a park bench for Mark. <laughs> we could put one right in front of the trust company. There we go. <laughs> or even better, mm-hmm. um, many of the, the early founders really spend a lot of time and effort. And uh, I think out of that came what I love, the Grow Green. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grow ex- Green Match Day. Match Day. Because mm-hmm. I just put have a list of, you know, you don't have to send money to the un- emergency shelter you don't have to send money to the co- mm-hmm. you know you can just click them it off makes it there convenient, doesn't makes it? it very convenient it's matched mm-hmm. to a degree and i think that's really something that that brings people in shout out to phil howell foundation yes mm-hmm. wonderful but i also think that um if you start giving somehow you keep on giving and um you find it easier and easier to find the dollars. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, I mean, I'm a big supporter of public radio. Although my problem is I don't always hear the whole story. And so I have to sit in my driveway. (laughs) My daughter-in-law worked for Garrison Keillor and she said driveway time was how they measured how popular. Really? Uh, Yeah. A thing is. Um, But yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that, that, um, to get that sense of buy-in for your community, it's great to volunteer, but it's also great to give a few dollars. And you find that you are, you feel that you're really a part of, and and answerable 
to mm-hmm. um, are they are answerable to you for how that money is spent and that kind of thing. You know, and things really got such a kickstart there with the Goldstein Foundation. Oh my gosh, yes, that was that was really difficult legally mm-hmm. because it was kind of like the tail wagging the dog. I mean, the foundation was only worth maybe a quarter of that at the time. And then we got that wonderful thing in and how to make it work so that it was part of the community foundation, but still um, really um, kept it separate and did what Jack would have wanted. You know, I think Jack Goldstein should have a bench too, because when we did the mall, you remember that, Mm -hmm. he was the person that we had to have a cornerstone building. And this building was the cornerstone and he made that happen. Well, we might not have gotten the money that we got from the federal. You're government. talking the Colony Square. Yes, building? yes, mm-hmm. yes. He um, he was responsible for saying, "Okay, I'll step up," and and you know the mall was at one end and Colony Square was at the other, and that enabled us to get federal funds. And don't ask me how, but <laughs> you know, there's so much development. You know, with the downtown, you know, uh-huh, we talk about uh-huh. the mall back in the late '80s, '86, '87, something uh-huh. like that, and how this community has transformed so much. You know, and and now it just seems like, you know, we see the statues that that we've had. You know, we Uh talked a little bit about the murals and Uh how there seems to be um, a tremendous initiative to add creativity Uh to to bring art into our community. And there's other efforts. You know, we talked about the Museum of Art and Life. Sure, sure. You know, things that are going to be happening with the Wareham, preserving history there. Uh So many things and and all these kind of network back to the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Absolutely. Well, um, I think the mall was, at the time, it was somewhat controversial. Yes. But Somewhat is an <laughs> understatement. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be polite. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I think what happened there was it saved downtown. I mean, if, if, if the mall had gone out as a, there were some plans to put it out by the airport. Mm-hmm. That would have just moved the center of everything, you know, away from downtown. But as it is, we have not only a mall, but we have a beautiful mall. And we have a beautiful downtown. Uh-huh. There's a tremendous synergy here with with restaurants and with some very unique shops, you know. And we mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, I think that we're also unique that uh, uh, the Riley County offices and our courthouse is mm-hmm. part of downtown. I know. And, and right. That's very. And and. COVID was certainly a disaster mostly, but I love the the places that they made the pop out mm-hmm. so that you can sit outside and mm-hmm. and dine and that kind of thing. You know, I really think that's it's wonderful and they're still it, popular too. Uh-huh. They are. They are. So um and the Discovery Center came in as as part of that. And of course that's where I've put most of my energies lately and and I'm just so proud of the Discovery Center. I have to tell you, um, when I was a city commissioner, I was, or maybe county, <laughs> anyway, I was on the regional planning organization, mm-hmm. which brings together small towns, big towns, um, mayors of Alta Vista, that kind of thing. And the um, the mayor of Dwight <laughs> told me he'd went to the um, to the uh, Discovery Center, and he said he saw the film and he saw stuff, and he said. I always knew I loved the Flint Hills, but nobody ever told me how important they were and how proud I should be of living in this landscape, in this kind of area. And you just see that on a lot of people's faces when they when they leave yeah. there. They, you know, everybody loves the mountains and the beach. I love the beach, but um, but the prairies are 
an ecosystem that's just really, it ta- maybe it takes a little while to really get into it. But once you drive, you know, if you drive from Alma to Alta Vista, oh. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, and the Volunstorf mm-hmm. things that people are doing. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff. The the Symphony, Symphony. on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I sent my daughter Kate and Matt there a few years back, and they they drive the herd across. The, you know, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. So with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, you know, you've been a part of this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see down the road for the foundation? Oh, I definitely like to see it grow. Um, I do think that some time you have to sort of think carefully. When I was on the senior center board, we talked about whether or not we should be in the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, and there were some concerns. As you have to, before you receive anything back, you have to have an endowment of ten thousand dollars. But that was amazingly quick to happen, and so you know, I think sometimes. Well, here I, when I was president of the Historical Society, the um, the um, house on Juliet was kind of falling into ruin, <laughs> and we had some money, and people wanted to only spend the profits. And I said, in that case, we better spend <laughs> the Wolf House. We better spend it all and fix it up, and then we'll worry about raising some more. But I think. The having the money in the foundation, having a place where you know people can find you to give you more money, having only to maybe go through one other fundraiser during the year, you know, which can really wear people out if they're constantly raising money. I think that is a real advantage um, to investing in the community foundation. And then, of course, some of the funds that you may put in for various things go back to other things. And there, there is a general foundation <laughs> endowment that, that supports all kinds of things, especially like the youth that have a, a mm-hmm. group. Yeah. A lot of neat things, just a tremendous synergy. In it. And uh, it has just really transpired into something that everybody in this community has a stake in. Mm-hmm. But everybody should be proud of the work that is being done here. You know, you talked about the need for an executive director. And now we have not just an executive <laughs> director, uh, but we have, you know, a staff of, I don't know, eight or nine uh-huh. here that are working with 20 different communities. Oh, and I think that's so important because we set the, mar- you know, had we not done it, First of all, there would have been that transfer of wealth um, that people wouldn't have even thought of maybe leaving some money to Manhattan in various ways. But it would have, those people who wanted to set up a foundation, like the deals, Mm -hmm. would have been forced to either stay here and and not really have staff to work with it or um, or go elsewhere. Yeah. You know, like uh, the Butler... Family mm-hmm. Foundation, mm-hmm. you know, they just had the mural over there I know. on the building down I know. in Maggieville, and you know, it's just neat to to see these stories about families who are continuing the legacies of their loved ones, mm-hmm. and and how that has just brought so much character and a great sense of pride to the community. Yeah. Well, and I think too, uh, it certainly assists people in raising money for their own thing. I know we had a a, a report from the woman that's doing the incubator for childcare, mm-hmm. and the Butler Foundation person was on the phone and said. Um, you know, here's some money. I mean, because they heard about it from, through the foundation, so they knew that it was um, 
basically okay. I mean, you you have to be a little careful. I we all get constantly letters from people asking us for money. Sure. Fav- my favorite ones when the sheriff's association calls and I say we don't have <laughs> we a don't sheriff. Have one here. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been a delightful visit. Thank you. Thank you for all the effort. You know, and I, and I know that the the Karen McCullough legacy is about passion for this community. You have a tremendous love for this community and and you bring such positivity to any endeavor. And I don't know if you have a database of all the organizations <laughs> that you have served on, but but you have been a tremendous asset to to Manhattan and Riley County over the years. Thank and you. We uh, we are greatly appreciative of uh, all Back the work that you. you do. You've done wonderful things too. So Mutual Admiration Society. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Karen McCullough, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. 